For brands, developing content that's contextual to the market is more important now than ever before. At a time when consumers are concerned with survival, finding peace of mind, and establishing some sense of normalcy, a brand's content must be empathetic and definitely not come off as trying to sell something. These are some of the points that I discussed with Mark Evans, Executive Director of the Sasha Group, which works with emerging brands on marketing and growth, including many brands that participate in ECRM programs. We also touch on how the new normal of digital engagement during this pandemic will change how we connect with each other once it's all over. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Joe Tarnowski here with ECRM. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, today, I have with me Mark Evans, the executive director from the Sasha Group, and we're going to talk about uh, content, all things content, because in this day and age, content and digital is, is really the only way you're interfacing with anybody. So uh, you may have seen Mark from previous video interviews I've done. He's spoken at uh, two of our sessions already on uh, driving brand growth and uh, um, marketing for 2020 and beyond. And, uh, you know, the reason why I brought him here, and, and I like working with the Sasha Group, is because they work with emerging brands, the same guys that we work with. So they really know uh, um, these people on a day-to-day -day basis. So, Mark. Thank you for joining us. And before you jump on, I just want to show you what I wore today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just for this one. So, so thanks for joining <laughs> us. No, thanks a lot for having me. It's always, always great to be able to connect with and, and chat with you. I always enjoy our conversations. Yeah, this one's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, uh, before we get into the, the content side of things, can you give a little background on the Sasha Group and what you guys do and how you work with your clients? Absolutely. So the Sasha Group was uh, was created last year. Uh, we we were basically uh, led by Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, you know, Gary formed VaynerMedia about ten years ago. We decided that you know VaynerMedia was really focused on the Fortune 500, uh, probably the bullseye. I mean, on the Fortune 100, um, and there was a greater need to be able to take a lot of the the winning strategies and philosophies that we were deploying against those companies and being able to translate them for other companies. And so we built the Sasha Group to really focus on businesses outside the Fortune 500, essentially businesses that are looking to be able to to, to grow. And within the Sasha Group, we have solutions around digital education, so being able to kind of up your game and understand what the kind of landscape looks like. We do business consulting, so being able to help businesses, you know, help give them a comprehensive growth strategy to be able to look at all aspects of their company to be able to help drive greater top line or profitability. And then also within our marketing group. Uh, so we have a full service team of, of strategy, creative and media and production to be able to help out. So I often think about the Sasha group as a consultancy with a full service agency attached to it. Great. Well, so these are strange times and uh, you know, <laughs> like you were saying before, normally we talk about the weather and now it's all about, you know, what's going on and, uh, and you're in Connecticut, right? I am. Okay. So, uh, um, you guys are pretty hard hit too. I mean, this whole area, this whole region, yes. Austin, Jersey, you guys, so uh, what are you seeing among the brands you work with? How are they being impacted right now? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an uncertain time. <laughs> and I, I think you have a lot of businesses looking at kind of their offering and being able to understand 
how does their offering exist with kind of the changing dynamics? So certainly when you look at like the growth of, of e-commerce, um, has that come to play for a lot of businesses? Um, you know, as I was, I think you and I were talking about earlier, it, it's, we look at for a lot of businesses, they've, you know, kind of thought about what digital transformation has looked like. However, they've never truly embraced it. Coronavirus has really made them need to embrace it. Um, I think a lot of the businesses that are, you know, when I think about, I read something this morning, which was like, bad businesses will probably die, good businesses will survive, and great businesses will evolve. And I think that's an interesting, you know, what's going on right now and what's impacting kind of the consumer base and, and how we think about kind of shopping and purchasing. The great businesses right now are hopefully going to be able to evolve offerings uh, that kind of keep them going and, and, and stick with that. Uh, so, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, our clients definitely kind of trying to be able to figure out what makes the most sense from an advertising perspective, you know, being able to make sure that they have kind of right messaging. And I think from a macro perspective, it's really imperative for companies to really take, use this time to show kind of like understanding, support, and empathy. You know, this is not like, do not kind of be exploitive, you know, around kind of what you're doing, really be able to understand, uh, you know, take that time to understand your community uh, really listen to them because I think that's, you know, the companies that are listening and being able to come back with solutions, whether, you know, for, for, com for their consumers are going to be the ones that succeed. So like, you know, from a big perspective, I look at like the automotive industry and how they've really looked at like payment structure and being able to evolve payments because a lot of people, you know, unfortunately might either be unemployed or, 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 or tighter on, on their dollars. So really being able to like, create new products that that can be able to the truly you know make your you know a consumer's life a little bit easier in a time that's uneasy um and, and you know it's as simple as that and i think like you know i've talked about like the content game is exploding right now um like my inbox you know on email from content i'm getting is, is tremendous um and, and it's really interesting to be able to see how different businesses are approaching everything from philanthropic efforts and being able to leverage their community to be able to drive things forward to just figuring out how they can bring a little bit of joy and comfort into your life through, you know, Hey, here are some great books to think about or great recipes. Um, you know, a lot of businesses, like I have businesses that are like, uh, you know, that are giving me tips on things that are kind of way outside of their wheelhouse but I think it's welcomed because I'm like, like, they're like, Hey, here's like three awesome recipes we love. And it's like a, a clothing manufacturer. And I'm like, Oh, this one's actually pretty cool. You know? And it's like, it's welcomed. It's not, I'm not like, well, what do you know about, you know, you know, food or a clothing company? It's kind of like, no, they understand that like I'm stuck at home, you know, I'm, you know, uneasy and you know, what sort of things can they do just to be able to make that time at home a little bit? more enjoyable yep and and you know we actually experienced that exact thing ourselves when you're talking about showing empathy and not exploiting the situation you know as you know we're built on these face-to-face -face in-person meetings yeah and obviously that all dried up over the, you know for the next two months we had to postpone a lot of them and we were thinking you know we wanted to 
we had conversations with buyers and suppliers to find out what their pain points were because we wanted to come up with a solution to help them. But obviously, we don't want to be, you know, exploiting the situation. So based on what we found out, you know, the, for the buyers, they're dealing with a mad rush on sales and essential items. And, and that definition, what an essential item is, is going to change over time. But yes. right now, you know, food, you know, basic staples, toilet paper, of course. And, but they also, they can't travel. And even most importantly is they have a lack of time because they're all pitching in to fill the gaps. And, you know, on the supplier side, they can't get access to these buyers because of that. So we came up with a virtual version of our meetings using the same process, the same prep, and where we'll have like 20 buyers and for over, you know, and it's a two hour virtual meeting. So 20 buyers, very category specific, and then we'll have 10 suppliers. Each one does a 10 minute meeting uh, pitch with room for Q&A and two minutes in between each. We had the first uh, three yesterday. One of them was hand sanitizers, one was snacks, and one was uh, household cleaning. And I think two of them were booked with 20 retailers. And awesome. yeah, and, and so, but the thing is, when we were putting it out there, you know, we're not shoving it in everybody's face. We're like trying to give a message of, we hear you, we're in the same boat, we know what's going on, what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing two, a lot of brands, and this is kind of a segue into the next uh, uh, topic I wanted to touch on. So uh, can you talk a little bit about the importance of being contextual, especially as it pertains to everything that's going on now? Yeah, and I think I, I've been impressed by the pivot that I've seen from a lot of brands. I think early on, I was seeing a lot of things, whether I was like hearing or seeing spots for, you know, specials at restaurants, like, like, you know, during happy, like things that were like, weren't, you know, I was not going to be going into a restaurant, mm -hmm. but I think now I've seen, you know, a good evolution. And it's been interesting to see how a lot of these bigger brands have been able to pivot and be able to get messaging out. But it really is, you know, being aware is really paramount when you think about kind of like your marketing, having an understanding of like the context of what's going on in the world right now. Um, and how that's, you know, that ties into your consumer is really key. Um, and so, you know, I think some of the, you know, the fact that businesses that have been able to send content or, or, or post content around, you know, like there's a, um, a company we work with involved in kind of like home uh, decor and furnishings, their whole thing was like, hey, here are some great tips to be able to spruce up your home office. And I think like just giving you quick little wins and, and little like going back to like little just like joy and some comfort, you know, if you're, you know, a lot of, of companies going back to my whole recipe thing, a lot of people are eating food right now. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, companies have like, I've seen a lot of, of businesses doing like, you could buy uh, do it yourself kits where it's like they give you materials to be able to make something or businesses that are like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm peanut butter here are some of our favorite peanut butter recipes, you know, or, or, or things of the sort. So being aware of like, where you're, you're at home, here are some things to be able to take your mind away from kind of what's going on right now. And it's not about kind of like slapping you in the face with a bye, bye, bye message. You know, it's about being able to like, this is a brand should use this time for not to be able to 
gain being seen as a trustworthy something a brand a company that's trustworthy um and i think a lot of the businesses that are able to go through this and and be seen by their audiences as like trustworthy and genuine and you know empathetic companies are the ones that you're going to tie to closer coming out of this i agree and this is going to shift over time like for example for the past two weeks Anything related to food and, you know, all of the essentials was key. But the definition of essentials is going <laughs> to change because, yeah. you know, maybe toys were not relevant two weeks ago. But you can be damn sure for a mom and dad with three kids in the house for the next 30 days, toys are going to be, and arts and crafts and, you know, or things like you said, home office. Everyone's going to run out of paper. They're going to run out of, you know, uh, pens, computer ink, pens, you know, and, and uh, even on the beauty side, you know, like I said, people, you know, they're going to start seeing their gray roots showing on Zoom videos that, you know, hair care is going to come important. You know, so those little things over time, things are going to change. The things that are needed are going to be changed, and it's going to give brands in these different areas the opportunity to be kind of relevant with their content. Well, it's like you go back to the toy thing, for instance. Um, my, my daughter, who's in sixth grade, she has spring break next week. Obviously, it's, she's at home. But you know what? I would certainly welcome creative, useful solutions from, from brands of things that you could do with a 11-year-old you know, during this time period, because yep. like, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, and it kind of goes back to, it's like, even if you're outside of the category, just be creative. And, and I think this is an, this is a chance to really be creative in, in, in your marketing um, and, and stuff that you create that can be able to, like I said, bring some joy, bring some usefulness, utility, just, you know, something that, you know, allows someone to be like, oh, that was really, I appreciated that. Well, it's like uh, Young Nails, right? Uh, just to, to let everybody know, uh, Young Nails, I had an interview uh, with their CEO, Habib Salo, yesterday. And, uh, you know, they service all of these salons that are closed. But so what is he doing? He's not pushing products. He's educating his audience with these live Instagram videos. Uh, you know, he's, he's really being relevant in his content. Uh, and going heavy on the education side, uh, I'll put a link to that that uh, podcast uh, in in the notes for this one. But it was just great seeing how they have pivoted, and uh, you know, he said a lot of all of this came from working with you guys. Yeah, no, Habib is definitely he gets it, and he's got he's gotten it for a while, and it's it's unsurprising that he's kind of going down that route. I mean, that's a thing too. I mean, we're all aware, like the amount of time that we're spending with our devices and our computers right now are through the roof. When you look at like the time spent, whether it's streaming, uh, you know, Netflix, Amazon primes, Disney pluses of the world, or the fact of like, when you look at like, you know, Facebook right now, time spent with Facebook is like through the roof. And when you look at the like, Facebook, uh, and Instagram live, like that, those are massive uh, ways to be able to communicate. Like, you know, my two younger daughters, they watch our local zoo, will live stream feeding animals in the morning, hmm. you know? And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty simple thing. But like, 
brands really being able to figure out how they can you know leverage live content like you know our company founder Gary Vaynerchuk he does you know tea with Gary V you know more or less is you know answering questions and so on you know every you know uh, in the mornings and that's just like a really smart way to like to connect with your audience and provide like genuine you know thought of like hey how to stay f focused and 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 during these times I've been listening to those in the mornings when I work out and, um, you know, it's just all Q and a, and it's amazing. Some of the information that comes out of there and the beauty of that, especially those longer formats is that I see them repurposing it, you know, yeah. on Instagram, on all these different platforms. And I think that us being stuck home, having to, like you said before, having to be forced to adapt to the digital world is going to result in people coming out of this with a lot better knowledge of how digital content works. Yes. And I think they get a get over the fear of being on video. That's a very, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. When you have a circumstance that kind of forces your hand um, versus you kind of, that's a really, really good point. Um, and, and yeah, it, 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 I, I'm, I, like all of us, I'm very excited for this to hope this to pass. Um, and I'm very curious to be able to see what sort of behaviors that people continue to embrace, you know, going forward. Well, I know for me, like, you know, uh, I spend a lot of time and you've seen me do it at our, our programs, you know, trying to encourage our team to get involved in doing videos. And, you know, there's probably about 25 people within the company that are posting videos on a regular or semi-regular basis, but there are some who are still resistant. But after this, they, you know, I, I can tell them, listen, you've been doing this for the past two months already. It's no different. Yeah. So I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It's, you know, people are going to get uh, used to it, and they're just going to get used to basically talking to nobody in their house, you know, like looking at a computer and talking. Yeah. Uh, or looking at a camera and talking. So it, it's definitely going to uh, change the way people view it. And I think it's um, what the other thing that I've noticed, uh, and I'm wondering what kind of impact it's going to have is, you know, traditional media, print, especially if you're on a weekly or, you know, bi-monthly or monthly, the speed is a gonna is a factor. I mean, I'm noticing more than ever now that, like, I had some magazines that I was reading and they were already out of date, you know, because and they were just a week old. But so much is happening. Meanwhile, you know, so digital is the only way you could keep up with something like this. No, absolutely. I I, I think when you think about like my push notification screen <laughs> is is like constantly popping up with, with with things, and that's also going. You know, when you think about outside of the news area. Push notifications, if you are a brand and have an app, push notifications are an interesting way for you to be able to push out content. When you think about email right now, email to me is a very cluttered environment. Um, but, you know, the push notification screen has always been something that, and you have to obviously be responsible with it in the sense that you can't be, you push out a notification every, you know, minute, you're going to, you're going to irritate a lot of your followers. But push notifications as a way for a brand to be able to push out content is something also to consider if you have an app and can be able to do it in a way that's respectful of the user. Yeah, and I've seen uh, when you talk about companies pivoting, 
Uh, I've been seeing a lot, you know, in the, in the restaurant industry of them trying to stay engaged with their customers. You know, a lot of them using Instagram. I think Instagram and, and Instagram stories is one of the most popular things they're using. Yeah. But I just heard of a company. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, do an interview with them, too. They're in Jersey. My friend hooked me up with them. Um, a Mexican restaurant. And they are doing um, virtual uh, happy hours. But they're combining a few different platforms where first they'll use social to push out and say, hey, we're going to do this virtual uh, happy hour on Friday. Come and get your margarita kits now. Yeah, and they're coming, letting people pick up the kits. So then once everybody goes and picks up their margarita kits, then they'll have, I don't know if they're using Zoom or some other platform, but they'll have the happy hour and they incorporate tipping functionality into it. So yes, that you can, and the bartender's there too, virtual bartender. And I guess giving them advice on how to do it, you know, what, how to make the different uh, versions of it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, my friend said it's awesome. It, it's really kept them engaged. And so, uh, you know, what kind of things are you seeing among your clients, even if they're not CPG, you know, uh, different ways that they've pivoted uh, at leveraging content? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny thinking about the spirit space. Um, this is one I haven't seen. I assume it's going on, but it's like, if I was either, you know, a, a brand, a wine or beer brand, having your, you know, you a master of whiskey or a head brewer, having them do, you know, a tasting with them to be able to go through like tasting notes and, and, and getting context on the brand. Like those to me are such like low hanging fruit type stuff. Mm-hmm. When I think about that category is you just kind of, you got me going down that, that place and, and being able to like give that connection with like, okay, yeah, I brew this beer and here's how I think about, you know, the different kind of hops I use or the, like, you know, what sort of taste I'm aiming to go with and being able to have people get that kind of context and that connection with you to me are all like simple no brainers as, as a brand from a content perspective. But I think, you know, I see a lot, you know, obviously the health and wellness space is exploding. You know, I see a lot of the supplements industry uh, and clients being able to put out, you know, virtual challenges around workouts um, and recipes are big that I'm seeing from a lot of the health and wellness providers. Um, Certainly, you know, a lot of people in the health and wellness space also putting out things of like, was sort of like daily calming things you can do, you know, whether it's like yoga or other types of, of meditation to be able to help out. So a lot of that health and wellness and being able to like give you comfort, give you things to do, but also like, you know, fuel, you know, competitiveness. You know, I've seen a lot of, you know, the, the, the virtual races from, you know, uh, various kind of uh, health and wellness or, or, or clothing or, or shoe companies or even local, you know, chapters of running clubs I, I, I've been seeing. So how do we kind of tap into that, you know, um, that competitive spirit in us? Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of, you know, like there's things like one of our clients, they did a, um, a client of ours, Annie Selkie, uh, home, home, uh, furnishing, homeware type company. They did, they did earlier this week, custom zoom backgrounds, you know, and just being able to tie in like they have beautiful, like their Instagram and, and they're like, the, the stuff they design is gorgeous. Why not be able to like 
do something for your Zoom background. It's something fun, you know. It's like, I, you know, I, I've started to get ads now for brands that are tied into making sure your lighting is best for your Zoom, your Zoom video so that you look ideal. Um, so it, well, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that one because when we started doing these virtual meetings, I actually uh, posted uh, an interview I did with uh, a packaging design specialist uh, named Emily Page who we've worked with and I've done a lot of videos with, but it was all about how making the best zoom presentation. If you're a supplier yep. presenting to a buyer, love that. <clears throat> cause she's done about hundreds of them because you know, in her packaging design uh, uh, business. So she went over everything from checking the Wi-Fi speeds to lighting camera angle, what you're wearing, what your background should be. And then the actual presentation itself instead of doing like a uh, putting a product in front of the screen, have a 3D rendering on a PDF that you can share because it looks better on their end, like keeping yeah. their end in mind. So I think that's, you know, and that's, again, some of the techniques that people are going to learn yeah. as they do it that will carry on over to other things. Well, I love that utility. Um, and, and it's great. Like I think being able to play both in the – utility standpoint and the entertainment standpoint. It's like a, uh, a, a company that I follow who, who does uh, creates kind of board shorts and stuff for the surfing community. They had posted earlier in the week on their IG of like, hey, what are your favorite surfing movies? And then the day later, it sent an email with like their top five list based upon everything they heard and like links out to being able to watch them and so on. But like super, like that's like, once again, like, Leverage your community, listen to them, you know, like, and people are spending so much time, in, you know, in front of these computers on their phones, like, you know, give the, you know, there's, there's just massive opportunities. People, I think, are more willing than ever to, you know, respond to something, you know, or, or you know, I, I would assume like, you know, Facebook groups has got to be going through the roof right now in terms of just like, we have local groups around like, helping the restaurants around here and being able to post takeout menus and things of the sort. But like people right now have, you know, are spending so much time. If you're a brand, you can, and you have a you know, community leverage them in, in a positive way. And, um, I know what your favorite surfing related movie is. <laughs> Uh, no doubt, my friend. Point Break. For anyone <laughs> watching that doesn't think Point Break is one of the best movies ever made, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, just as an aside, he leads his presentation with a slide from Point Break. So that's how <laughs> I know that. So uh, uh, you mentioned community, and I wanted to uh, talk about that. Uh, because a lot of this focus, focuses around community. And I guess two different things that I want to talk about. I'll get, the first one is uh, live things, right? Like the, the Twitter tastings or the virtual happy hours. Do you see more of that? I mean, I think that's going to become more and more popular because it gives people a sense of like, they're still hanging out, you know, anything that kind of makes them feel like what they're doing, what they normally would do is going to, you know, get a lot more popular right now. What are your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. I mean, I think also, you know, even the last couple of years, 
to scale an event, you know, it used to be years ago before we all like had, you know, amazing cameras on our phones and so on. Like when you threw an event, only the people there can really be able to enjoy it. And then it started becoming like people were capturing content from it. And that's still the case now. But now that you can be able to like make things much more virtual, your scale of the audience you're reaching, it grows tremendously. Um, I really hope that, you know, brands continue coming out of this of, of being able to figure out how they can create a virtual events that really reach people that aren't in their geography uh, or, or, or proximity. So I, I hope that's a trend that continues. I, I just think like, you know, once again, I think the ability to be able to like be transparent and, and connect with, with, uh, with your audience just is, is a, something very, very useful for a brand to be able to, to do, um, to be able to make sure that your audience, your, your, your audience hears you uh, you're able to hear them um, be able to you know, build products that are that listen to them and aren't are kind of tone deaf um, and aren't just about like two guys in a, an office somewhere coming up with something, but really being able to kind of leverage their community to be able to make better products, make better experiences. And I think uh, part of the community thing is is also <clears throat> I think now more than ever it's very important to keep up with your engagement, responding, commenting on people's posts, because yes. like you said, <clears throat> the uh, comments, what people don't realize is posting a thoughtful comment is content. And that <laughs> stuck with me. And, you know, now when I talked to Habib yesterday, I, you know, I was blown away by the fact that the first person he hired for digital was a community manager versus a video guy or, you know, some, some, somebody else. And for that exact reason. So now with all of us stuck at home, I think people will be far more receptive and more, you know, have a positive reaction to any comments that are left on their posts or their content. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, you should really, you know, having your community manager or anyone within your company really being able kind of all hands on deck, being able to think about how you can, you know, respond. Like I look at like the Sasha group, when we put out content, you have people from our president through like myself, through kind of all, you know, creative media jumping in and answering comments, you know, to people who are asking questions and being able to bring that diversified expertise. Um, it is. It's just like it creates a much more useful dialogue. And it said it comes back to like you just have a better connection with your audience and kind of really understand what their needs are um, and what they like and don't like about what you're doing. And I think now, now the challenge is on the one hand, people are busier than ever putting out fires and scrambling. And, but on the other hand, I think it's still important for them to make that time to, yeah. you know, answer people's comments or leave comments because of that. You know, they still need to find a way to stay engaged because really digital is the only way you could do it now. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and as you said, it's certainly hard right now with everything that's going on for so many businesses and, and, and so many variables happening. 
but being, you know, figuring out how you can be able to make that time. And that's what it comes like, you know, it's interesting. It's like the businesses that have figured out the model of spending time digitally before this happened, obviously in a much better place because it's part of their normal cadence. It's not like they're all of a sudden trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really the importance of like going back to, you know, you and I talked about like about Habib, about being a practitioner and then about really understanding how it all works and not just waiting for something like this to happen, like a catastrophic event to be, be like, Oh, we need to learn how to make our brand more digital. It's like, no, if, if, this is something that's been consumer trends for, you know, in the consumer for a long time, like make time for it. Um, so that when things like this happen, you are better prepared for communicating with your audience. And, and, and who knows, like I said, like it, you never know what it's going to be. But I think once again, understanding where the consumer is spending time and how people are communicating and always keeping that top of mind will allow your brand to be hopefully, or, or, your, or your team internally in a, in a position to be able to communicate with them if something dramatic happens. Yeah, and I think that um, those people who have been practicing this stuff well, now when this happened, it's just a matter of pivoting on the type of content, but they know exactly. how to do it and distribute it. It's just, okay, now maybe I'm not pushing my products, but I'm going to educate my audience and stay connected with them, and then I'll go back to pushing my products when this is all over. So uh, now the other thing is people, again, we're stuck at home. We probably don't have fancy video cameras and all that. We just have this. So I think also people are going to learn two things. One, they're going to learn how to be more creative uh, and use this like I do for everything, Um, except for these, obviously, but everybody's (laughs) got a laptop pretty much. But I think the other thing is, and let me know if you're seeing this too, is I think people are going to be more accepting of content that is not Hollywood production quality because none of these are. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing that too? Yeah, I mean, I think we've been slowly getting there even before this of like, we really counsel our uh, clients to avoid kind of the perfection paralysis and being able to, it's more important to get content out there than it is for you to be able to stew on it for days and days and days. And it's like, I love it. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to remember the brand, but it was like the, basically she was, it was a founder. She was shooting, you know, taking her dogs out in her backyard and it's completely bounce, you know, bouncing around mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And she's just like talking about things and, but it was like, Oh, this is, you know, like it was enjoyable. And yeah. it wasn't something that I was like, oh, wow, I cannot believe that, like, she didn't lock that camera angle perfectly, you know? So I, I still, we've always been massive believers within the Vayner world of the importance of being able to get content out there um, versus be able to, you know, to, to, you know, work every small, small, small nuance out of it. And I, I hope coming out of this, that we see brands continue to do that um, and, and don't rely on so much internal subjectivity to act as a barrier to get content out there, but being able to say like, this is who the brand is. What we just shot like fits within that. Let's get it out there and let's see, you know, how people react. And it kind of comes back to, it's like, if people don't like it, they'll tell you, that. you know, no one's ever bashful within the digital space uh, in the comments section, if you will. Um, but you're also able to understand like 
if you put something out that you know took you a few minutes to shoot and everyone like goes bonkers about it okay double down on that you know like start doing more of that okay maybe it makes sense like this concept can be something that can be blown up at some a bigger idea whether it's a bigger you know production idea or whatever but like you getting more content is out allows you to have that testing ground to really know kind of what people are responding to and, and what they're not and, and what they're really like connecting with and versus you just sitting in your office kind of thinking and wondering, just being able to get it out there. So I definitely think it's, it's a trend that we're, we're seeing this hopefully will accelerate that. Um, and I think, you know, coming out of this, uh, marketers kind of continue to take that mindset of the importance of just getting, getting content out there. And obviously like, you know, you know, this goes without saying, but it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't put content out there. That's, you know, negative, poor language, whatever the case may be. But if it's stuff that's not a hundred percent polished, it's very welcomed across, you know, many, many platforms. As long as it delivers value. I mean, that's the key, key point. It doesn't matter yeah. what uh, it looks like if they're getting something good out of it. And mm -hmm. I don't think uh, also by that, that same point, I don't think, everything needs to lead to a landing page either. No. I think no. too many people want that. They're still too caught up in, oh, I want to go to the sale versus the branding that you're talking about and, you know, just getting that out there and delivering value. You know, the jabs. Exactly. exactly. I mean, Bill, yeah, exactly. Everything is not about, like, click here, call to action type stuff. It's like being able to, you know, it's like, I, you know, I've, I've, you and I have spoken about this before, like Patagonia, one of my favorite brands, <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff they just put out there that's just good content, good story, you know, good a, a good piece, like something to read. And there's no like click here to go buy this jacket. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it just the story ends, um, and you walk away from that feeling like a positive feeling toward the brand. Um, so it, it's yeah, you don't have to have every piece of content you put out there does not have need to have a CTA on it. Um, people are smart enough that like they'll fight, you know, if they have meaningful connections with their brand. They can be able to go to your website pretty easy or be able to buy something through IG or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They know how to find you. They, they exactly. know how to find you. So, so parting thoughts, right? We, you got all these brand brand owners that are in their homes, you know, couple things that they can, should be doing. Yeah. Um, Going back to some of the beginning stuff I mentioned, it's like right now it's definitely about kind of enter, uh, understanding, you know, being supportive and empathetic. I think uh, truly understanding kind of your community and listening to your community um, and, and being able to make content that, you know, is creative or just, I would say just useful. Making useful content is really key. And it can be things that are even outside of your swim lane going back to keep in mind kind of where your audience head is right now. So they want to be able to have that kind of some comfort, some joy, some, you know, some clarity. So if you can be able to create something that kind of checks some of those boxes, I think that's a, that's a, a win if you will. So I like that. Be relevant to your audience, not necessarily to your products, as long as you're putting it in the context of what's going to help your audience. So, yeah, absolutely. excellent. All right. Well, thank you for all the insights and, uh, you stay safe. Keep that mustache growing. 
next time I see you? Is it going to be a? Long I don't know. Run? I think I think I'll probably keep it like looking like a you know an ex cop is is pretty much maybe the look I'll I'll, I'll keep. We'll we'll see. My wife hates it, so I'm unsure Even, how long it will last. <laughs> well, yeah, depending. And now she's going to be seeing it all the time. So uh, yes, not winning, not winning any battles there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you're going to have forced social distancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So thanks again, man. You stay Thank safe. Thank you. Likewise. Take care. All right. You too.